Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, we'll preview Falcons and Packers. 2-0 is a good time, to good place to be, and a thank you. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Hitting hard as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We ask that a subscriber follow for free on YouTube or Wherever you listen to your podcast, get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Also, check us out on the SiriusXM app and give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So we're getting uh, ready for game time here on Sunday. Falcons and Packers, week number two of the NFL, two 1-0 teams. And we'll talk more about that here in just a few minutes. But, you know, again, we've talked this week about the fact that this is a very intriguing matchup. And we had lots of questions, not just about the Falcons, but we certainly had questions about what the Packers were going to look like coming into this season with Jordan Love now taking over for A.A. Ron as the full-time starting quarterback. And would their offense look the same? Would they be as efficient? Whatever like that. Well, the Packers were outstanding in week one. They beat the Bears 38-20. Um, their defense played really well. But Jordan Love was the star of the game. 16 for 27, 245 yards, 9.1 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He did take a sack um, in the game. And by the way, this game featured, believe it or not, the two highest quarterback rating quarterbacks in the NFL after week one. Jordan Love had the highest rating. Desmond Ritter had the second highest rating in the NFL. So it does feature the two highest guys with the highest quarterback rating after week one. Now, again, that will change, but, you know, interesting, you know, matchup from that. Look, here's what I think is that the Falcons will, last week we saw that the Falcons, and we talked about this, the Falcons had to change up some of their game plan. They did want to become a little bit more of a balanced team, and they were willing to go out and throw it a little bit more. But the pass rush of the Carolina Panthers was a little bit too stout. And again, we had some issues as far as pass blocking goes up front. I think they'll get back to basics, you know, here. Look, when you look at the Packers over the last couple of seasons, they've been one of the higher yards per carry team on their defensive line, meaning that they've not been as very good against the run. Now, they gave up 122 yards last week on 29 carries. That's not a bad number, and obviously 122 yards when you're playing the Chicago Bears because of the Justin Fields factor isn't a bad number uh, in all of that. I mean, the Bears led the league in rushing you know, last year. So, again, when you factor in Justin Fields, that's not a bad number. But historically, over the last couple of few seasons, they've been a team that has struggled against the run. So I expect the Falcons to get back to the basics and – they won't come out throwing. Look, if I said Desmond Ritter 
would be 24 and a half pass attempts over or under. I'm taking the under again. I still think that this is a team that's going to be somewhere 22, 24 passes. When you're talking about what their playing personality is, it's running the football. And I don't think they're looking to put any more harm on Desmond Ritter, put him in harm's way, and force him to have to throw the football. The other thing, too, is that the Packers did come up with four sacks last week on Justin Fields. Now, again, I say, without having watched the game, I I don't know how much of that is Justin Fields ran himself into some sacks, which he's prone to do, or if it was the defense of pressure on the Packers that they, they put on the Bears that accumulated those four sacks. But still, four sacks is four sacks at the end of the day. You can't have Desmond Ritter running into, again, we got to stay ahead of the chains. We can't continue to play behind the chains and come up with third and longs. So I expect the Falcons <clears throat> to employ a, a, a pretty basic plan in place to get the ball into Robinson, Algier, and most likely Cordero Patterson's hands. I expect a heavy dose of all of those guys as far as running the football. So does that mean from a fantasy standpoint, Pitts and London and things like that are going to get their targets? I don't know. You know, again, when we get down in the red zone, that's where it matters most. We still have to be an efficient red zone offense. We still have to be an offense that is elite in the red zone. So again, I'm looking for, you know, three out of four trips in the red zone that lead to touchdowns. Let's be at least 75% in the red zone. We were obviously three for three last week. Let's be two for three or three for four when we get down there, minimum. Now, defensively for the Falcons, look, you try to get pressure on Jordan Love. I think Christian Watson may be back. And and by the way, too, the, the, uh, the Packers have had some injury guys, you know, some guys that have been on their injury report. Aaron Jones has been on their injury report. Bakhtiari has been on their injury report. So <clears throat> we'll see what this team looks like going into week two. But there are some guys that, that are key guys that could be, you know, potentially maybe not in uh, this game this coming Sunday. So Aaron Jones will certainly be one, you know, to watch because, look, he's arguably their best all-around offensive player. He only had nine carries for 41 yards last week. But he did have a couple of receptions for 86 yards. He had a 51-yard uh, touchdown uh, reception in the game, and he did have a rushing touchdown. So he did have a couple of touchdowns last week and accumulated, you know, 127 all-purpose yards. So again, he's kind of there, Bijan Robinson, for lack of a better term. So stopping him will certainly be a key. But let's see whether or not he actually plays or not. We'll know more today with with their practice and things like that about what's going to happen. So. Don't let Jordan Love get off and and just have the kind of game that he had last week. Again, it's not just the yards that he threw for. First off, it's the three touchdowns and no interceptions where he didn't turn the football over. But really, when you look at that 9.1 yards per attempt, and that was one of the bugaboos for the Falcons' pass defense last year, was just giving up too many passing yards. Well, 9.1 yards per attempt, that's a pretty stout number. Now, I don't expect Jeff Okuda to play this week. I think they're going to get him rested and ramped up for, for, and he was limited participant in practice over the last couple of days, but I think that he's going to get ramped up to play the Detroit lions come next week. I think they're giving him one more week off. It'll be Trey flowers. Most likely 
at that second corner spot. I do expect Jordan Love to attack them, especially if Christian Watson is back or not. Again, he was their leading wide receiver last year. So don't underestimate how good that this offense can be for the Packers. Get pressure on him. You know, that was one of the things that Bryce Young did not see early on. But as we built the lead, they were able to take a few more chances, you know, doing some blitzing, doing some stunning to try to get after Bryce Young in that second half. And he was under duress come that fourth quarter. We can't wait that long. And I'm not saying we go out there and blitz and different things like that, but we can't wait that long to get to Jordan Love. We can't allow him to stay comfortable in the pocket. Remember, he only made his second start for his career last week. So again, we have to find a way to make him uncomfortable. We have to find a way to get pressure, especially with our front four. Now, again, we've talked about it yesterday on the show. This is arguably, you know, one of the two or three best offensive lines in the NFL, but we have to find a way to get some pressure. We have to find a way to make his life uncomfortable. And again, he is a he is a guy who can take off with his legs and run the football, but he wants to throw the football around. So again, stopping, you know, stopping him or at least making him uncomfortable, forcing him into some different throws, maybe making, you know, some obvious passing downs and things like that. That's going to play into our hands. And we need another big game out of Jesse Bates. I mean, again, it was great what he did in week one. This is another animal. You know, this is a different different kind of animal. And Frank Reich was, you know, talking about how, you know, he was taking some chances, cheating up on, you know, his coverages and things like that against, you know, or, or against the other Panthers wide receivers because he did not fear the ability to get downfield. Well, again, that's smart, heady play for Jesse Bates to – to recognize that this may be a different animal. We'll see what, what happens. But again, I'm really looking forward to this game. I, I really think that this is a good test early on for the Falcons. Um, certainly we're at home. So that crowd will be ramped up and amped up coming off a, a one and oh week. Arthur Smith talked about the fact that the crowd was a big key in the game in week one. I expect them to be a big key in this game in week two before we head on the road to Detroit. So, again, a very intriguing matchup, but you got to make Jordan Love's uh, life miserable back there. And, again, I think that we employ a a much more basic type of strategy. Run the football. Teams have had success against the Packers' defensive line over the last couple of years. Run the football. Establish your identity. Try to keep the ball away from Jordan Love and that offense. And let's see if we come out with a win. I'm predicting another win for the Falcons. I think this one is, I think this one's going to be 27-21. I think this is a little bit higher scoring game than what we saw last week. We talked about 21-17 last week. I think this game is more 27-21. So I'll take the Falcons this week to win and go to 2-0 on the season. All right, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And listen, when you're looking at, Trying to everyone should be empowered to take care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. And Jace Medical is very simple. Look, they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medications delivered and an ongoing consultation in care afterward. 
So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off simply by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. It's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get you $20 off additional on their Jace case. Get it today. So what does 2-0 mean in the NFL? Well, 2-0 is a very good place to be if you're an NFL franchise, right? And and we've talked about the fact that, you know, before on the show about what 0-2 means. Well, here's what 2-0 means. In the Since the league expanded in 2002 to 32 teams, 61% of teams that find themselves at 2-0 have made the playoffs. So that's 105 teams out of 172 teams, 61%. Now, over the last two years, as we've seen the expanded playoff where that seventh team has gotten themselves in, 11 of the 13 teams that started out 2-0, they've made the playoffs. 11 out of 13 the last couple of years that start 2-0, including the last two Super Bowl champions, which no surprise there, but... Again, 11 of the last 13 teams in the last two years that started 2-0 have made the playoffs. So again, while there's only about a 10% chance if you start 0-2, there's a very high likelihood, and especially with the expanded playoff over these last couple of years, that if you're 2-0, you're almost a lock for the playoffs. And, and I'll say, look, does the season hinge on this game uh, you know, can we be a playoff team even if we lose on Sunday and different things like that? Sure, absolutely. But still, this is what you're looking at, okay? It's not just 2-0. and But, again, we have a division win last week. This would be another conference win. So you'd be 2-0 and in the conference. Very importantly is you'll be 2-0 and at home going, you know, with your first game on the road next week to Detroit. And you've got a lot of momentum going into that Detroit game because, again, I think Detroit's one of the sleeper teams in the NFC. They're, they're a very up-arrow franchise in the NFC coming off of last year. You know, remember, they finished 9-8. and eight. I mean, they were, what, four or five games behind the Minnesota Vikings who had that miraculous year. But the Detroit Lions did a lot of good things last year. They, they were a 9-8 and eight franchise. So, again, we'll, we can talk about that at, an, at another time, but – um, but it, it would still be two conference wins, two home wins. And again, you have to protect your home field. You know, that was one thing in the last regime that we did not do a very good job of was protecting home field. Well, now we have to turn that around. And it's gotten better under Arthur Smith, and especially over the last the last half of the season from last year, is that we were a much better home team. So I expect the Falcons to take care of their business, but 2-0 is a really good place to be even with the 17-game schedule and all these other kinds of things. I mean, again, there are little trends that you can look at, but 11 of 13 in the last two years for teams that went 2-0 and that make the playoffs, you're all but assured. Now, again, we can't take our foot off the gas pedal or anything like that. Can't get comfortable. But 2-0 and is a really good place to be, and that builds momentum going into the rest of your season. So – 
again, I'm not looking at this game as it's mass critical and all these other kinds of things, and it's not going to define our season or this, that, and the other. But certainly, if you get off to a two and zero start, which again, I, I don't, I, I don't even remember if 2017 we were two and zero, you know, off uh, off to that kind of start. But again, when you get off to a two and zero start, it's a high probability of finding yourself in the playoffs. And now, again, with us in this 2-0 scenario, we'd have a couple of conference wins. So when you start getting into potential tiebreakers and all these other kinds of things, you know, again, if we're going to win the division, we need to be really good in the division. If we're going to make the playoffs and we get into some tiebreaker scenarios, we need to be good in our conference. Well, this would be a big step where you're 2-0, you've got a division win, you're 2-0 at home, and you've got two conference wins. Those are all up arrow type of direction things for this franchise that we haven't seen over the last handful of years. So is this a big game? Absolutely. You know, because again, you only get 17 of these. Is it mass critical that we win or our season is going to be defined by whether or not we win this game? No, there's still plenty of time, but you would put yourself in a much better position if you find a way to get to 2-0. and You find yourself in a much better opportunity to find yourself in the playoff picture and the playoff hunt if you find a way to get to 2-0. and So again, I think the Falcons get it done this weekend, a little bit higher scoring game than what we saw in week one. But I think the Falcons do find a way to get it done and get to 2-0 and at home. And obviously, a couple of conference wins, and then we'll take a look at what's going to happen here, <coughs> excuse me, coming on the road. And, and again, that's going to be a very fun matchup because, like I said, I think the Detroit Lions are one of those up arrow franchises. And again, they had a really nice week one, right? I mean, you beat the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't care what Mike Tirico thinks about all of that, about, you know, asterisks and all that kind of stuff. You beat the teams that are on your schedule. That's all you can do. You can beat you beat the teams on your schedule. They went on the road and beat the defending Super Bowl champions. They still had Pat Mahomes. You know, they still had a lot of personnel on that team. They may not have had Jones and Kelsey, but they still have a lot of personnel. And guess what? Injuries happen and different things and holdouts and all that kind of stuff happens. Again, we didn't know if Brian Burns was going to play last week or not. So find a way to get to 2-0. and And again, you find yourself in a really good position to be in the playoff picture. 2-0 and is a good place to be. All right, as you make hitting hard your first listen, be sure to go in and leave us a comment on whatever podcast platform that you listen on. Let us know that you're an everyday listener to the program. So we do thank you so much for being a part of our growing community, and we do thank you for listening in five days a week. So let us know on your podcast platform in the comments section that you're an everydayer to the podcast. All right, so there's very few times in life that, you get to actually say kind of a proper goodbye um, to everyone. So uh, I'm going to take a minute here, um, and this is going to be our last episode of Hitting Hard. So this is this is the final episode. So this, you know, they're, they're moving in different directions and things like that with Locked On, and um, we I feel very blessed that I've been a part of this community. So we've been with you here for the last what year and a half since April 1st of last year. We've done hitting hard and, and been a part of your community and you're listening every day. But I want to give a couple of thanks 
first off to David Locke and the, and the locked on team. He's been nothing but gracious and he's been awesome to work for. And look, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here at locked on. I, I love the, the locked on network. I love what their concept is. I love what they're doing and I've had nothing but fun and enjoyment in doing this podcast. I was always leery about doing a podcast and maybe not knowing, you know, what to expect or this or that or whatever like that, but I've thoroughly enjoyed my time in doing this podcast. So um, thank you to everybody that, you know, behind the scenes that have been a part of all of this. My buddy Jarvis Davis, he's been the producer for Locked On. Um, Can't thank him enough. I mean, he's my guy. He's my friend. Um, You know, again, we worked together at the radio station, you know, for years, and, and now he's taken over, you know, production duties at Locked On, and obviously he's a host on the network uh, as well. So can't thank Jarvis Davis, you know, enough. All my teammates and colleagues and everything like that, I certainly thank everybody for being a part of it. And then I want to thank you, the fans, for listening in every single day. You know, we joke about our everydayers and all these kinds of things and all this stuff and leaving us a comment um, about being an everyday listener. But we really do appreciate it. I mean, we do thank you so much for tuning in every day, whether you turn in on the audio side, whether you tune in on YouTube, whatever podcast platform that you listen on, <clears throat> we thank you so much for being a part of this community and and being a part, you know, of our shows day in, day out. You know, again, it's a little different type of format. It's a quick, easy to do type of format. And we give you a few topics and a few talking points. And we thank you so much for listening in. So again, I want to thank everybody out there. I want to thank David Locke. I want to thank my buddy Jarvis Davis. And I want to thank everybody behind the scenes at Locked On. But I want to thank you, the listeners, especially for all of this. It's been a fun ride and we've had a lot of fun over this last year and a half <clears throat> and given me an opportunity to kind of chop it up with you on a day to day basis, five days a week. So we thank you so much for being a part uh, of our community. We hope you continue to listen to all of the shows on Locked On, Locked On Falcons, Locked On Braves, Locked On Hawks. I mean, we have a lot of great channels that are available to you and a lot of great content and coverage that's available to you as well. So we thank you so much. And, you know, again, I don't know how to properly sign off on, on things, but we'll just say we'll, we'll meet you around the bend, you know, at some point here. So we thank you so much for listening in. Let us know that you're an everyday listener to the show and to the podcast network by leaving us a comment in whatever podcast platform that you listen on. Let us know that you're an everydayer. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they become available. Also, check out some of our stuff in the archives as well. If you go to YouTube, you can check out some of the older shows and such as well. So, again, you can check us out on the SiriusXM app. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page if you want to keep up. Um, obviously, I do a lot of tweeting through Falcons games. So, at JMCH316 on Twitter. Signing off for the final time. We appreciate everybody being a part of our community, and we'll talk to you on the other side. It's been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. 